Welcome back to All The Talking Podcast. My name is Federico Ughi, drummer and producer, and you're about to hear the second part of the interview with Matthew Padman, scientist and improviser. The conversation was recorded during Sounds of Freedom. This is our music residency that just ended in Italy. We're about to plan Sounds of Freedom 2023, so please check this out, and if you're interested, apply at 577records.com. What's uh, Nanotronics? Yeah, Nanotronics is a company that I started um, 12 years ago now. Um, so I've had this dr dream for a long time. Uh, I used to watch Star Trek a lot when I was a kid. I don't know. Do you ever watch Star Trek? No. Well, in Star Trek uh, is, is this utopia, this world that, you know, would free you to play music or do what you want because you don't have these same kinds of constraints. And one way they do that is by having something called a replicator. And a uh, replicator is, you know, you order something and it pops up. You know, you're, you don't have to spend a lot of time to, to you know, you're, you're not spending time in labor. You're not laboring away, which whether we're doing something intellectually laboring or actually doing physical labor, this is a distraction from the creativity. So the goal of nanotronics was to get as enable enable tools enable manufacturing of the future to get as close to being able to create a replicator as possible mm. uh, and we do that by working on a scale that is extremely small mm. um, we work on the scale of nanometers which are one billionth of a meter mm -hmm. and by working at that scale you can start to build things that are molecularly precise this is really special and they're you know around half the time that the business had been around artificial intelligence evolved as an aid to humans. So we had artificial intelligence working hand-in-hand hand with nanotronics to be able to build something like this. So all of it is to have a future that frees us to be creative in whatever way we want to be creative. Fantastic. I, I interviewed you uh, before the pandemic. So um, this was um, a few years ago, maybe three years ago mm -hmm. and things have changed so much yeah things are moving so fast uh, um, have you changed in this few years um, oh. as a as a as a scientist as an improviser you think uh, you what happened uh, to Matthew Padman from last time I interviewed you and now what's uh, have you discovered something new have you invented so you you uh, you told me you invented a football Oh, I did that before. <laughs> I, I did that before. That's not so important. But I uh, know I certainly invented some things and had some creative times, but we've been through just like I think everybody gone through horror and depression and um, anxiety and everything associated with what what could have even been worse as this global p pandemic was decimating society. And I, I live in Brooklyn, New York, where it was hit the hardest. And I spent some time in hospitals um, be because something that we make at Nanotronics was helping people breathe. So I got to see a lot of devastation and it was, it was horrible. So that affects me. Uh, but at the same time, um, we got to see uh, I think a major advancement in the world through synthetic biology and got to see these these mRNA vaccines this was this was something that would have taken years without the pandemic and this allows for the future of medicine to be better than it than it than it has been so there was great hope and now it just oscillates I think between hope and despair um, going back to the castle the idea of the castle with many rooms and you know some of them are 
important, very important, but you know, it's like uh, they're not the special room where we go in and, and, uh, and improvise and be creative. One thing personal that I experienced that during the pandemic, some of those rooms were closed. So we had a little bit more time to think about the special room or ourselves and uh, you had you have a chance during the pandemic to just stop a second and, and meditate on what, what to do next. It was really hard to take a break for me during the pandemic and to contemplate things. Uh, we, we were we were felt almost a mission at Nanotronics because we were working on things associated with the vaccine. We were doing genome sequencing stuff. We were we had a breathing device that was used for people that was non-invasive. So we were at work when no one else was, when the streets were empty. So it was. It was really hard to take that time that others had, and at the same time we were having meetings remotely, and you know it seemed less human. We were by Zoom. Um, I had a, did have amazing fortune during the time, though. Um, I met my neighbor um, just a few doors down, Michael Sarian, a trumpeter, and this trumpeter I had known his work. I had listened to him before, and he and I became very close, and we made album during during the height of the pan, the lockdowns and you know we we I think our playing was influenced by the experiences that we had at that time so I, I felt extremely fortunate to be able to have that can I do a little plug-in you uh, if, if you'd would, like if you'd like it would you mind uh, Matt no, yeah 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 please do please do I'm hoping so you know if I advertise uh, well, that was a lifeboat uh, part one is already out on vinyl and CD, and uh, volume two is coming uh, coming soon, very soon, um, uh, earlier next year. Um, improvised music is fantastic. You know, I, I some records are you know I go back and listen. Some don't. I like all of it. I like the process. I'm interested in the process. I'm interested in uh, hearing uh, how people struggle. How people. Um, um, get together, how they argue, uh, it's a conversation, improvised music is a conversation. Uh, an album that I go back to often and listen to because it's nice, I, I, I like listening to, 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 to a lifeboat, um, it's not um, hostile improvised music. So if you feel like listening to something nice, like beautiful music, creative, open, uh, dynamic and fluid, uh, listen to a lifeboat part one uh, and two thank you. coming out soon on CD and vinyl because um, these guys created something special and um, and this is my oh opinion. thank you Federico I, it was <laughs> it was a special experience for sure we were not at the studio where we would normally record uh, an album we were at his house which he did create a nice little studio um, but it was very intimate and we knew that what we'd be going back to is an empty world. Do you think Michael's uh, playing has changed uh, since uh, you, uh, we met? I remember, I don't know, you, you met Michael before me, but we were at Pioneer Works doing a gig with um, the Telepathic Band, which is um, our project with Matthew, um, Danny Carter, um, Patrick Holmes, and Hill Green, and myself. Um, we had this quintet. I'm gonna do another plug-in now. This is, uh, <laughs> this <laughs> is right. our, our quintet. We have five albums out and uh, already. 
So I, I don't think I've got with any bands in my life. I had five albums no. out, so there's even more stuff coming out. But check out the Telepathic Band. We have all kinds of different things out there. Some of it is acoustic, some of it is uh, uh, electric, and um, so th that's our project, the Telepathic Band. While we were playing a Pioneer Works, a gig with the Telepathic Band, guess what? Uh, Michael Sarian showed up and said, "Hey guys, can I can I?" play with you guys and uh, I said yeah why not he's a nice guy it's a beautiful a beautiful uh, uh, setup it was amazing to be there and my go play with us could have been a disaster it could have been yeah but and it was not at all it was wonderful and do you think uh, Michael's uh, playing has changed since then that was uh, 2019, 2019? I, I do think it has and I think mine has too I mean you, you you always learn and grow and try new things with someone uh, but you know, my, Michael definitely had played more composed music. He was—he's a, a great composer himself, and he ra ran a trio and even a big band. So this was a lot different of an experience. He also, at the time, the keyboard we played on was not a, a particularly great keyboard. He now has a nice Fender Rhodes, and we can play on. Uh, but we were playing with limitations, and you know, I, I think that learning to play with those limitations when you're used to playing in, in you know much better conditions in a sense let, let alone places where we're all potentially sick uh, this playing became very free and fluid and I I mean I felt completely at home playing with him this really speaks to his abilities this is interesting uh, inter interesting concept that I always tell my students I always tell try to remind myself use what you have. If you are in a situation where you don't have the perfect drum kit, you have the perfect uh, um, piano, the perfect situation, you maybe don't even have a piano, maybe you don't even have a drum kit. Don't stop, keep going, because the music is inside of us, it's not, uh, you know, this yeah. is an object that we use and by stuff, it's just stuff. This stuff that, you know, is wonderful, and we, of course we would like to have the most perfect instrument, most perfect venue, the most perfect situation, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're stuck in a lockdown, and it's fantastic the fact that Matthew, this is an example, and Matthew and Michael, they just, with a little keyboard uh, in the basement, they made such amazing music, because the music is inside of us. And I, I, I want to make sure that uh, I remind myself, and, and when I talk to these younger musicians, don't wait for the perfect setup, don't wait for the perfect gear, because it doesn't really matter. Focus on the sound, focus on the creativity, because uh, ultimately it's about the process. It's yeah. the process, it's not the product. And he cleaned it up nicely, by the way. He's a good engineer and producer, and he cleaned that up, uh, you know, without changing the playing at all. You no. know, I mean, it's without changing anything that was played, and I, I, I like that. He wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot sitting on the cutting room floor, so to speak, uh, but it sounds nice. Um, New York has changed. We all change. Every, every, you know, the whole world has changed. How is it New York doing after the pandemic? Yeah, New York comes back, you know, but it's, it's, what I worry about is every little club that will close, um, as it makes a difference. You know, I, I don't mean to be sentimental, but generally when there is a proximity from one club, one venue to the next, and places for musicians to play, they get better. They can, they've historically been able to listen to each other, they've been able to jump back and forth, play different places, have regular places to play, and that's how you grow. 
um, New York's become much more, uh, much much more dispersed. Um, there's fewer and farther between places to play. When I when I first moved to New York, I spent the first six months just checking out the scene, and I was remember I remember there was everything was in the Lower East Side. I yeah. would move from from the the the, the knitting factory down uh, on uh, Leonard Street and Broadway and uh, I would go up to um, East 13 with Detour. So I remember seeing Daniel Carter playing in all these venues with completely different bands, always sounded fantastic. <laughs> so I, I, at some point I had to ask, excuse me, can I introduce myself? Uh, you're an amazing musician. I see you every single night playing in a completely different setting and you always sound amazing. And uh, I had the courage, I was scared because this guy was like um, older than me, he looked like a master, he is a master, and I was scared. But uh, I kind of, you know, I, 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 I tried to be courageous and I went up to him and say, um, can, I, can I play with you, can I, can I study with you? And uh, I, 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 I was welcomed by Daniel into Daniel's world and we started playing together, we started the label together and, and, and he showed me how wonderful and uh, how generous it is and he, he introduced me to so many yeah. musicians and but you know I, I was scared and I was scared when I, I, I met many other masters but that's where something very important we talked about. Um, don't be scared to go up to someone and, and yeah. say that you know you admire them. If you truly admire them, tell them, and it might not work out. Yeah, you know, I had, a, I had a similar thing with Daniel playing down there. A place called One Sixty Nine Bar. I don't know if you remember that that uh, venue was yes, also down there, and uh, I was playing before Daniel. My brother on Houston. Houston. Yeah. And I, you know, I I was playing before Daniel and. We we spoke and you know, the first thing he said to me is you have to meet Federico Ugi. Um, but I, it, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean some of these masters are alive. Some of them are gone. Um, I encourage everybody to just you know spend time with Daniel Carter, spend time with uh, um, uh, William Parker. These guys are around, and uh, you know Matthew Putman is, is here with us. So <laughs> just uh, hit him. You like his piano playing? Just hey Matthew, what's up? Let's jam. Let's get together and play. And doesn't matter. I love that. Like, yeah. I love that. So thank you, Federico. Um, yeah, don't be afraid to to you know some of these heroes seem like far away, but this is a small community. And sometimes people are grumpy and don't want to deal with anybody. But sometimes I play Daniel was very welcoming. Matthew's very welcoming, so don't hesitate and uh, and tell them that you like what they're doing because before you know you might play with them, at least you learn from them. It's the uh, best community in the world. You said all the different things that I'm involved with. I think that there's no more welcoming th people than in the improvisational community. I mean, this uh, this is a strange game because it's not competitive. Um, we, you know, when we improvise, we're all in the same room. We all in the same room, and we want to make sure that the the, the the music is wonderful. So we work together, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter how good we are, how fast we play, how how beautiful we we, we, we present ourselves. Doesn't matter. You in the room, and the most important thing is the sound of music. So we have to yeah. be humble and work together to make this sound beautiful and, and make it sound the, the best that we can because um, 
improvised music uh, uh, to me I perceive it like that we celebrate beauty so by celebrating beauty we have to do whatever we can maybe we don't play or maybe we play a little note and we have to listen to each other and to me it's a little bit of what it could be a society or life in general yeah. it doesn't really matter uh, how fast we are how cool we are but the most important thing is is to be together in the room and make the music yeah man. special that's yeah man how i perceive it i agree federico thank you for letting me into your world no thank you thanks uh matthew for being here and uh one important question you'll be here for five days now and uh you know we, we play music we you know we we talk about music we listen to music we listen to the masters we 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 exchange the ideas with the um um musicians at the residency and I asked them this very important question I'm gonna ask you the same question after five days of music improvisation and, and listening what's your favorite meal so far in Italy yeah <laughs> my favorite meal in Italy is at this little square in the town where the residency is it's not the fanciest place but it's where people live it's the way that people eat every day and the food is so good um, it's porcini mushroom season here and uh, I don't miss porcinis at a, at a single meal but I love going to that square and eating there so would you say that after five days in Italy um, are you disappointed with the food you think was gonna be like maybe a little better you think I'm disappointed with the rest of my life that it's not this good Okay, I don't know what you guys doing for lunch, but I think we might go back to the square. I'm in. I'm game. And have the same dish because uh, <laughs> I can do it. It's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with repetition if it's good. Right? I agree with that. Okay, so thanks so much for listening and uh, stay tuned to find out more about what we're doing in Italy for Sounds of Freedom. Thanks, Matthew. For Thank coming. you. I love it. Okay, thanks. More to come. Thanks for listening to all the talking podcasts. You heard my interview with Matthew Patman. Please stay tuned for more interviews from Sounds of Freedom. This is our very first music residency happening in Italy.